cliffcentral.com. As Wednesday rolls around again, we're back in studio with Animal Central. I'm Sharon Dale. Yeah, with my co-host. He's back this week. Jono, yes, welcome I'm back. back. Thank you. So glad to be back. I know. We lost you for a week. Yes, I was standing in for the drive time show, but uh, we're taking turns now while Eric Hellman is away. Yes. So this week will be Mike yes. Flax, and the week after will be CSA. Oh, well, their loss is my gain again. Yes. So I've, I've got my co-pilot back yeah, again. I can't exactly talk about animals on that show, so no, no, this no, is no, a nice no. change. No, it's going to be an excellent show today. Today we're talking about fish and we're talking about owls. So that is going to be very, very interesting. But before we get into it, there's this amazing competition going on right now. It's our WeChat competition and it's all because cliffcentral.com is turning one. And to celebrate this, we're giving away half a million rands worth of smartphones. How cool is that? Mm. Wish I could get my hands on yeah, one. I wish we were allowed yeah, to no, enter. Allowed to enter. So how can you win one? You listen out for a question on Cliff Central and then you submit your answer on WeChat. You just simply tap connect and then competition on the menu. And if you want uh, an upgrade or need a new smartphone, we'll hook you up with the Samsung Galaxy S4, which is an awesome phone. Mm. So win with Cliff Central and WeChat for this whole month of April. You can visit cliffcentral.com for more details. The question is, what is your favorite Cliff Central show? This is uh, a hard I'm one. I'm hoping a couple are going to say Animal Central. Yeah, you're, you're, you'll probably be more likely to win if you say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. <laughs> okay, so what is your favorite Cliff Central show? Send in your answer and you can win that awesome Samsung Galaxy S4. Mm. Right. So first up in the studio today, we have Seppo Sabake, who is the manager, one of the managers of the National Council of SBCA Special Projects. He deals with aquaculture. Seppo, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you for hosting me. No, it's a pleasure. We've been hosting various uh, heads of department at the SBCA, and we're still going to continue because it's so important. So many people don't quite know what the SBCA does. They think it's dogs and cats in a shelter. But mm. there's so much more that the SBCA does. And aquaculture, that is something you don't even think about. That this is the welfare of fish. So am I right? Definitely. Aquaculture is actually the farming of fish in general, different mm. species of fish. But then now at NSBCA, we have a unit that deals with fish welfare. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. So, so fish welfare, I mean, is that fish in the wild, fish in your tank at home? We deal with fish everywhere in the country. Yes. There's plenty, uh, uh, markets mm-hmm. where fish are used. We're talking about fishing bowls. We're yes. talking about fishing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're talking about fish that's used in therapeutic, uh, mm-hmm. uh procedures. You know, fish, kararufa, that's being used in, they, in they health They take the excess skin off your feet. Hey. Oh, there's those little fish that eat skin. Yes. Okay. That uh, Kim Kardashian always does. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really? So that's big in South Africa. It is. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a growing market and obviously it needs to be uh, regulated. Absolutely. So we are doing that for the welfare of the fish. Of the little fish? Yes. Are they used over and over again, these same fish? I don't know actually how it works. The same fish are used over and over again mm. until they start decreasing when they're dying off and then they order more. Yes. So one client will get serviced by this fish yes. in this tank mm. and then the next client will be serviced by the same fish in the same tank. Mm. Oh, my word. And where are these 
specific fish? Where do they come from? They are specific fish. They come in from Middle East. The yeah. the specifically the scientific name is Kararufa. Kararufa. But yes, we've picked up that um, other people are importing a different species under the pretense that is Kararufa mm-hmm. for that uh, for for use in, yes. in health for that purpose. Yes. And is it good for the fish to eat human skin? <laughs> mm. It is not. It is not. The dead skin of a human mm. being hasn't got any nutritional Nutrient value now, would to the fish. Mm. Okay, and we've picked up a few times that the possibility is that the fish are underfed so that they can so that they're work hungry. More. Oh Yay. gosh, that's oh. terrible. Hey, so they almost starve them so that when the person does put their feet, feet in, they oh, go crazy. It's, it's actually a little bit disgusting. Hey, what people would do for so, you know, go and get a money. go get a loofah, you know, and do it in your bath. But Absolutely. but you know, I wanted to find out as well the the fish that you see in pet stores and that people are keeping in their tanks at home. Where do these fish come from, Tsepa? Are they bred? Or are mm. these being stripped from the wild, from the east and, and the Amazon? Because they are exotic fish. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. We have fish that is that are being bred in the country. Mm. We have fish breeders that deal specifically with ornamental fish. They're called ornamental fish, the ones that you just look at. Yes. Okay. And we have importers of species that are not uh, um, originally from South Africa. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Right. Like we have a lot of uh, ornamental fish that's coming from the Lake Malawi mm-hmm. that are being imported ah, into like South the Africa. Malawi cichlids. Yes. 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 Mm. I suppose all of the fish when you go to a pet shop, none of those beautiful fish you see are from South Africa. I mean, even your goldfish, I don't imagine we get them naturally in our country. Absolutely. Yeah. So every basically domestic fish that we buy for our home as an ornamental fish is being imported. Yes, most of them. But are they are they mainly bred or are they getting still stripped out of the wild rivers out of I think Amazon as you say Lake Malawi are they being taken from the lake or, or initially but now they're more being bred. Yes, what mostly is done is that they would take what's called the broodstock now that's the parents. Right. And then they will bring them into the country and start breeding them. Mm-hmm. And then we're getting more offsprings that's been sold in the country. Mm. Yes. Okay. What is the issue, though, from the NSPCA's point of view? Is it that this is cruel? Is it that when they are being imported, it's it's not humane? What is the issue? Okay. Um, importing of this fish, there is an element of cruelty to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we get uh, uh, challenges at the airport that most of the fish arrive dead. Oh, no. mm. Okay, and in that period, if it's for the uh, uh, they die because of lack of oxygen, mm-hmm. then just imagine how painful oh, that yes, would be. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, they suffocate into death. How how would you import fish? I mean, do they come in bags? Do they come in sort of buckets? What they come in plastic bags mm. and in a sort of a container mm. that's enclosed in the bag, mm-hmm. and in the bag they 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 put uh, more of oxygen to mm. yeah to sustain them. Yes, because it's, it's interesting. Most people don't think about cruelty when it comes to fish. Yeah. Uh, I suppose you know we eat them. We think they're cold blooded, so they don't have feelings. Mm. I mean, you often go into these fancy restaurants where they'll have. I mean, a lobster, it's a crustacean, it's not a fish. But you'll see them in the tank and you'll see fish. You can mm. choose your own fish to be. But, I mean, there is something. You can be cruel to fish. Yeah, true. And we 
we think it's wrong to have the fish displayed at those seafood restaurants mm. because first thing the staff is not aware of um fish husbandry to start with there are people that's working um in the restaurant right. they don't really know much about fish Okay, mm. they don't really know about about the lobster. Yes, they don't yes. really know about crustaceans. And in, I suppose in, in seeing the lobster is going to be eaten. They don't really try to keep it as comfortable as possible. No, I mean, they just see it as a it's food. food. Yeah. yeah, it's food. And when they put the lobsters live into those into the boiling oh, water, so yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And it, apparently, it actually screams. You know, when it goes in, like. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's uh, the scales or something like that. But uh, Sepa, what guided you to this? Uh, do you have you always had an interest in fish, or how did you get here? Okay, I um I had an interest in wild wild animals. Mm-hmm. Studied zoology and microbiology, ah. but then after that, I looked at the um the fish industry. Yes. Okay, and then I thought I needed to study fish. Then I studied BSc honors in aquaculture wow, mm-hmm. and that's where I started and then ended up working for the NSPCA yes. because I saw the fish are not really taken care of mm-hmm. like with terrestrial animals the welfare of fish a lot of people don't even think we should be considering that mm-hmm. and it's a wrong mentality it's a wrong mentality it's something that we need to educate the nation on it yes that everything that's alive must be regarded just like any yes, other thing. Yes, be respected. Absolutely. Absolutely. And do you also deal with sea fish uh, and fishing? Yes, we deal with that. Um, like I said in the beginning of the show, we every single fish, we overlook in that. Okay. The fishing methods, the catching of wild fish, we overlook, we're looking at that. Yes. We're looking at, we're trying to get humane methods to be used. In catching of those fish, right, until right. the fish are, are, are killed and then processed, we're trying to get everything to be as humane as, as possible. As humane as possible. Just like everything that's done with the, for example, cattle. Cattle, they are reared, and then at the slaughterhouse, they're using only, in most cases now, with the laws that's there. Yes. Humane methods it's more to humane. slaughter. The, yes. the cattle has to be um, stunned first. And then the, the, the throat cut. We're trying mm. to get that as well in the, in the fishing industry. In the, that, that, what would you prefer? That they stunned first? And yes, the yes. Fish. With different okay. methods that's, um, being used yes. in other countries. We're trying to get that into our country. And Sipo, tell me, in, in our country, our own indigenous fish that's in our lakes and dams and, what is the population like? I, I, I know that you've, I, I think you're supposed to get a permit to go and fish, but I think most fishermen don't even do that. They just go and throw a rod in and catch. How's the population looking? Or have we got, again, exotic fish coming into our dams and rivers and killing our indigenous fish? Okay, yes, the, we have many species of fish, a lot of them. Mm. There are those that's now the population is starting to de- to decrease, right? You know, at an alarming rate. But then we have those that's still in good standing. It's strong. Yes. We have catfish. It's indigenous, ah. but it's still doing well. Yes, like the barbel. Yes. yes. Okay. And and our fish that on the decline uh, would what kind of species would that be? Um. I can't think of it at the yes, moment, yes. but we have a lot that's on the SASI um, list. Okay. They, they're listed, and then those are the ones that you really need to 
uh, uh, to protect. Yes. yes. You must think before you go and uh, eat Before you specific. go and eat it. And the same applies with, I know a lot of articles have gone out, sea fish, which fish you, you can eat comfortably and which are endangered. Mm. Yes. I don't know if that's helping at all. Do you also deal with, with fishermen? Um, especially on the coastal areas that fish without permits and, and, uh, I think abalone, I don't know if that's called a fish. I know that that's also that, been that an issue. That does fall under your jurisdiction. I mean, things like crustaceans and mm. abalone yes. and all yes. that stuff. Yes. It's not just the fish. And, yes. Yeah. It's not only the fin fish. So mm. that we be specific and say fin fish or shellfish. Oh, or shellfish. Okay. Yes. Okay. Because now hop, lobster, lobster, lobsters <laughs> are also, I know a lot of people make their living. Out of going to catch lobster, mm. I mean, how do you stop something like that? Because th- that's how they make their living. Yes. Yeah. Our involvement at the moment is to comment on the permits, okay? Right. And, 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 and get conditions for all the permits so that the, the fisherman, when he's granted the permit, he, he knows that he should be considering the welfare of the fish that he's taking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that's how we are involved with the permits and the catching by of the fish by fishermen. Yes, yes, and I, and I guess to to educate them absolutely to say if you really outfish all these these lobsters and fish, there's yeah. going to be nothing left for anyone. So you will lose your income anyway. Mm. It's education is is always the key. But I mean, it must be hard. I mean, let's get back to these domestic fish. I mean, it's not like you can sort of confiscate somebody's fish. I mean, if a dog were to be abused or a cat, you would go in and sort of take it away. But with fish, how do you classify this as cruelty? I mean, let's say someone's keeping a goldfish, for instance, in too small of a bowl. I mean, you'll never really hear about that as the NSPCA. But I mean, if you were to, what would you do? What we would do is we we can we have powers to confiscate any animal. Mm. As long as we can take it out of the misery, mm. we will do that. We have mm. cases where we've went to places and because of, you know, we rely on, on the, on the, on the public. Mm, to report. When we, yes. When we get a report that someone is ill treating their fish, mm-hmm. we go out and sort it out. And do you get many reports like that? We starting to get that. Oh, really? Yes. People mm. are starting to understand. You know, yes, that we this is also a living being yes, that needs protection. True. Because and and what are your thoughts on? You see, in all the pet stores, they have these uh, what are they called? Chinese fighter fish, oh, Siamese, Siamese fighter yeah. fish, and they're in tiny little blocks. You well, know, little I've cups. heard that they they meant to be in those tiny things. I mean, it's, yeah, what's they your actually thoughts? don't do well in a bigger tank. But I'm not a hundred percent on yeah. that. I don't agree with it. The fish were actually in nature. Mm. They live in... Yes, they don't they live in a in tiny river. cup. Oh, okay. no. They were caught from the river. The river is not a size of right. a water bottle. Right, mm. right. Okay. Mm. So that's not true. Mm-hmm. I disagree with yes. that. It's um, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Fish need a bigger space. Mm-hmm. Fish need um, more water than what is used at the pet shop. Sometimes mm. they keep them in those little um, boxes or bottles. Yeah, like sometimes even try. cups. Yeah, yeah, because they're trying to save space, you know, to have more of the fish in the, in the shop. Yes. Which is actually... So if a pet shop owner tells you they actually... Better off in there to don't live in a, it. in a yeah. tiny. Yeah, I, I mean, I saw the one that was literally plastic. Yeah, there's you know, those plastic, plastic cups. Yeah. No, you know that you drink, cool drink mm. out of. They were stuck in there, and then I was also told, no, they don't need a lot of space. Mm. And they everywhere at the moment. It's They're a very thing. popular fish, mm. those Siamese spiders, because they are so beautiful. Like, 
you know, with those long fins and stuff. Yes. I, I see we've got some comments here on WeChat. Kimberly says, what a fishy topic on Animal Central today. Interesting and very informative, though. Good show, guys. Oh, thank you, oh that's wonderful. And then we've got Prabhashni who says, love Animal Central. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just entered the competition. Fingers crossed. I had goldfish, but they all died. Jono missed you. Glad you're back. Uh, there you go. Yay. You have a fan. <laughs> you have a fan. Well, speaking about these goldfish, oftentimes when parents want to get their kid a first animal, they'll a start with a goldfish <laughs> yes. because they, I, I think if it dies, it's not the end of the world to mm, them. But mm. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like as getting a, a Fish is sort of a, a pet. introduction mm. pet. I, I think it's wrong. I think it's wrong to give to start with to give uh, animals as as gifts. Yes, yes. Um, you're quite right. Yeah, I know the SPCA is you're very against that. You're quite right. Yeah. Yes, and also you know choosing an animal because one doesn't get to be too attached to yeah. it as a gift, so that it dies and then. Yeah, people see it as if the fish dies, it's not that big of a deal. Mm, but whereas the dog dies, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a bigger a big thing. Deal. And Sepa, do you also monitor the, the pet stores? Because you get pet stores that have wonderful fish display cases and everything. But you get others that are very dodgy. Do you monitor how they keep these fish? Yes, um, we monitor. The, the whole SPCA as a movement mm. is monitoring the pet shops. Each and every... Uh, Local society that's got a pet shop in their area of jurisdiction, they do regular checks at those pet shops. Oh, okay. So if you go in and you, you would have a look, if you're not happy, what, what happens? Do you give them a warning, a time to, you know, improve the situation yeah. or how does it Some work? Some education maybe. Yes, yes it depends work? on how big the problem is. Mm. You know, sometimes mm. you need to educate rather than just mm. go straight and um, prosecute straight for the kill. Yes. Okay. okay. So that's yes. Our aim actually is to educate educate the nation. Yes. You know, as to how to um, take care of these animals. Yes. Were you to sense. confiscate these fish? I mean, would they eventually be pa- placed up for adoption? As <laughs> yeah, where do know? they go? Yeah. If you confiscate, I mean, it's not like when you go to the SPCA, you see fish there. That you can, adopt. <laughs> you can go and adopt. Can you go and adopt a fish? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, with fish, it's very difficult to find someone that's going to come and adopt Take them it over, right. and convincingly tell us that they're going to take good care mm. of us. Okay, yes. it's it's a specialized uh, thing to take care of fish. Mm. That's why um, we have a reader, or a listener here, that says she had goldfish, mm. but yeah. they all died. Yes, and we've all been there. I mean, you mm. buy especially goldfish with the best of intentions, and you're so excited, but. It just takes one small thing to go wrong. The water temperature, mm. when you're cleaning True. the tank. And, I mean, you don't mean to kill them, but they are very easy to sort but of... But I think that's that's what you say every day, every week in our show. That's mm. all animals. It's not that easy. You don't just go and adopt mm. an animal, whether mm. it's a fish, a hamster, a hedgehog, a snake. Bring it home, and mm. it's just going to live. It needs temperature control, mm. food control. Yeah. Exercise, and if you don't do that, it's going to die. True. Yeah, yeah. people just go and get something because they want. But oftentimes, I think pet shops will just sell you stuff, knowing that it's going to die. For instance, they can see that this is the first time this person has a fish tank. These are sort of warm mm. water fish. They know though these fish are going to be dead mm. in a week, but they'll still sell you the fish. And, and I don't think the staff at pet shops. By and large, are educated enough. Mm. You go and you can, can I have those two Siamese fighters? Sure. The guy's yeah. not. They're not going to turn down a sale. Just, he's not going to, yeah. and maybe he doesn't know himself That's how true. to take care of them. So 
they don't educate the people that buy from them. Mm. You know, so now, Sepo, I see also you, um, you work with fish farms. Yes. Tell us about, are there a lot of fish farms in our country? We have a lot of fish farms in our country. Mostly they are emerging farms. Mm. Okay. The government is now injecting money into um, aquaculture. Right. Development of, of aquaculture in the country. Okay. And we, we, we are um, involved in the development of an aquaculture bill, which is actually another part of developing that, that, uh, that Sex sector. Yes. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot of them. That's that's. What does this bill sort of aim to achieve? Is it better it, conditions for the fish, or there's a section, yes, within the bill, but it's mostly um, regulating the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. The industry at the moment is, if not regulated, the regulation is much minimal. Mm, okay. Mm. So now the bill is to regulate the, the industry. What's to be imported? What can be released? Mm. Who needs what permit to have which species? Things like that. But then we are hoping that with this bill, we're going to have a good section where the animal welfare, the fish welfare, is going to be taken into consideration yes. and then be able to be um, enforced. Mm-hmm. Okay. And educational at the same time mm-hmm. to the fish farmer. Yes. So that at the end of the day, the nation knows that whatever the farming, everyone that's farming, they know. This is how I should be keeping my right, fish. Right. I should be considering so the, the welfare of the well, fish. A lot of these products are sort of advertising like uh, dolphin-friendly tuna. Mm, and I suppose mm. if they were to sort of oblige by this regulation, then they can sort of advertise that on their packaging. Like these, yes, these fish are bred in... Feel better, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, what kind of fish are they farming? Are they, are they uh, freshwater or saltwater fish? Okay, they they farming freshwater fish. They're farming saltwater fish. Okay. There's many um, saltwater fish farms that's operating along the coast. Okay. Right. Big ones are in the in the in, in the Eastern Cape. We have freshwater fish that's been farmed and in the inland. Yes. So yes, yes, it's both. It's both and different species. Remember, we have plenty species of fish. Sure. Yes. Sure. So there's m- more than five that's of interest to people. I just see Cam has just sent us a, a message as saying she's seen some crocodiles and snapper turtles being sold at pet stores. I mean, yeah, it is madness. She says it's madness. I agree. Uh, we were talking earlier about what you can get at pet stores these days and people just go and buy them. They end up, yeah. they cannot in the news this week. I don't know if you saw, they found two pythons. Huge pythons. The one was found in a rubbish dump. Uh, what do you call one of those garbage um, disposable, disposable tins? Massive thing. Someone had hit it over the head, and they're what? not sure if it's someone that just couldn't care for it anymore, so oh, no. killed it, or whether it was one that was released in the wild, and people are scared of them yeah, and, and kill killed them. it. It's very but disturbing. It's, oh, it's disturbing, Sepo. It really is. And you go to any store, and you can pick up. An anaconda, you can pick. But anyway, we, we're talking about fish today. Tell me something, Barbel. I know that I once went to Stokefontein Dam. There were so many Barbel. It was during breeding time. There were so many Barbel. And is a fish like that not something, you know, this country, we need food. People need food. Are you in favor of farming fish like Barbel to feed people with? Um, we understand that 
the nation needs to eat. Yes. That the nation needs to be fed. As long as everything is done in a humane manner, right. then there's right. nothing wrong with it. Okay. From the breeding yeah. to the product. Yes. Okay. It must yes. be done as humane as possible. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And I think fish is such a sustainable thing. I mean, if we did it mm. properly, we could really sustain that sort of, well, what do you call it, that industry. But uh, I, I also find, I don't know, I sometimes think it's cruel uh, when people go fishing for the sake of fishing. So you go fishing, but not to eat the fish. Well, so catch and release. That's, that's the yes, that's the best way. But I mean, but it, what is the what is the point? I mean, you're catching a fish, you're putting it under that stress, only to throw it back in. Mm. I don't think we'll ever understand the mind of the fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> it's an obsession and, and, a, and I mean, a hobby. That I, they, I, I have friends who do so this, into, so I'm not by yes, any means judging yes. people. Mm. I just don't see the point. I understand if you're fishing for your <laughs> livelihood, for your food, but just to fish and throw it back. I mean, and what's take the, the picture. <laughs> That's the same way we see it. That if you're going to fish mm. to feed yourself, mm. it's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will advise you on how to slaughter the fish mm. in a humane way. Mm. Okay, but if you fish him for sport or for mm. fun, then there's something you're not wrong. For that. Yes. So even catch, re- catch and release, you're not in favour of that. No, catch and release it causes a lot of. A pain stress, to the animal yeah. stress. Having that hook in yeah. mouth. Yes. And I don't know. Hey, I, <sighs> Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, going back to fish in the home, it's, it's become huge. And let's face it, it's beautiful. It is. I don't know so if, relaxing if you've to watch ever watched. Tank. Absolutely. If you've ever watched the program called Tanked. Oh, yes. On yes they do incredible things on that show. Well, hey. They do these amazing, yeah. these fish tanks in various shapes and sizes. Mm. They do it all. Um, in, in shopping malls, doctor's offices, they're absolutely beautiful. And mm. there's nothing more beautiful than a sea fish. But, uh, and they're very costly. I oh, yeah. see mm. that it's very expensive to yeah. buy um, a saltwater fish. But I see a lot of places are also now selling coral, live coral. Mm. Is that also something that you, you monitor, stripping of coral? No, that we don't monitor. Okay. No, we don't. We, we're limiting ourselves. Yes. To animals. Yes, well, right. coral is actually a living thing, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. It's not just yeah, it's not just a rock at the bottom yes. of the sea. It's actually a living organism. But you but can uh, breed them. I, I know mm. we've got a pet store near us. There's actually two, and they've all got these big tanks of coral mm. and the most beautiful sea fish. But mm. again, education because mm. it takes a lot to look after them. It mm. really does, just and it costs. Coming back to this fishing thing, I notice a lot of fishermen. I mean, it is a pride thing. You catch a big fish. But then they'll keep the fish out of water for so long while they take the photo, while they show their Measure friends, it, weigh it. while all the kids are touching the fish. I mean, it looks horrible. I mean, this thing is out of water. It is. Yeah. And sometimes it take, they take it out of the water for a very long time, mm. you know, to take yes. pictures. And, and you mentioned killing it humanely. So let's say you are catching a fish for food. Yes, how what is you, humane? How should you kill the fish? I mean, do you bash it over the head with a rock, do you let it suffocate? I mean, it all seems so cruel. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid to say it on the line, or, or, or on air, you know, it might come across yes. wrong to other people. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Okay, but I mean, the, I mean, the reality is if you're going to eat the fish, you have you to have kill to it. You have to kill it. And yes. what is, I mean, we, for the suffering of the fish, what is the best way to kill it? The best way is to get the fish stunned. Okay. okay? There is okay. clove oil. Clove oil works best. Okay. Clove, Clove oil? oil, yes. Really? The one that's used when one has got a toothache. Yes, okay. Yes. They put the fish in the, in the, in, in water mixed with clove oil 
and then it stuns the fish. Okay, really? and then, that's interesting. And then now um, the fish can be bled out. Right, okay. right. And then it will die humanely. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm just seeing Mfundu and Ladla saying, learning a lot about fish here. Before the show, I knew zero. Mm. So you see, we, we are educating the public. No, we definitely sure. are. I think fish are often overlooked as real animals. Mm, you know? no, they, mm. they certainly are. Tipo, mm. now, if you want to eat fish and you want to go and buy in the store, what should you not be buying mm. that's, that's endangered? I know Jonathan was saying the dolphin friendly, but mm. is something like hake mm. okay? There's hake is okay. There's mm. a such a list. There's a list yes. of species that's endangered, and there's species that that list explains everything. Right. What can be eaten and what can yes. not be eaten. You know. I think you can find it on the internet. Yes, what, what is it called? The Sassy, S-A-S-S-I. Yes, that's for, it. For one to access it, you must go to www.sassy.co.za. And then you can have a look there and, and see what, what you should be eating yes. and what you should stay away from. And also, WWF, it lists, it, it will give one, uh, the, the list of the right. species that's yes, according yes. to Sassy, yes. Mm-hmm. No, ab- absolutely. So if people, I mean, can people help you? Do you look for donations? Can people get involved? How would they get hold of you if, if they need help? Okay. People can contact us to give us help. You know, donations, always welcome. Yes, because you're not government funded. Yes. Right. Okay. They can go to our website, which which is nspca.co.za. Okay, or call us on zero one one nine zero seven nine zero three five. Perfect, perfect. Sepo, thank you so much for coming in today, and and thank you for speaking for those that not mm. many people care about. You know, they see them as food sources. So, so bless you for all you're doing for our little swimming friends. Yes, no, it's and, an important um, job. Yeah. It's a very important job. Well, well done. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be back to talk about owls. CliffCentral.com And we're back after that amazing interview. We were just saying it's it's so wonderful to meet people with mm. such a passion. And uh, the response on do. WeChat has been amazing. Been people amazing. really are interested in fish and love fish. Yes. Eh? So I'm, yes. I'm really happy to see that. Like, no, that great that's response. very, very cool. We we love having people interact with us no, and for send sure. us messages. And, and you know, it can't only be comments. the questions that you and I want to know. I mean, people yes. must send their questions. Absolutely. Get them in. No, absolutely. And now we're going to move on to something also very, very dear to my heart because I absolutely love owls and mm. we've got Brendan Murray from Owl Rescue Centre. Brendan, thanks for joining us today. Mm, nice show, nice very, very important subject. We've often mentioned it on the show. We've we've spoken about the, the rat population and, and the misconceptions yeah. about owls and, and that sort of thing. And even before the show we were talking about the misconceptions that people still to this day um, see owls as Bringers of misfortune or death—is—is is that true, Brendan? Yeah, I mean that's a myth that's been going on for hundreds of years. It's, yes, it's—it's it's, it's a colorblind myth. Everybody from all over the world are still afraid of owls, mm. and it's—it's—it's um, it's, it's a fight that we have every single day with a lot of people, and it's something that we, we educate people. And every generation is going to get better, and within the next three yes. or four or five generations, as long as we can look after the owls until that 
at and such time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then that, that fear will be gone, yeah. Because it's an old wives' tale. I mean, I've even heard it. If an owl sits on your roof, someone's gonna die in your house. I mean, mm. I love it when an owl sits on my yeah, roof. Yeah, it's funny. We, 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 we get so many calls for that. I mean, that's 90% of our work is, is that. Getting the call, uh, owls on the roof. Please, please come please, and get please it. Please come and take it away. But the funny thing is, we've put up thousands of owl boxes around the country. And of all the owl boxes that are occupied, you know, mm. people love the owls. Nobody's ever come to me and said, oh, you know, the owls moved in and somebody died. <laughs> of all those <laughs> thousands of owls, not sure. one person has, you know, the owls have never been blamed for, for a death. For yeah. a death. So, um, it's it, insanity to in, think in, that. <laughs> in some cultures, owls are good luck charms, you know. So yes. that's what, rather, owl is a, is a, is a good luck thing to have an owl there. No, I, I, I firmly believe that. We, we live in Little Falls and we used to have so many owls around there. We do occasionally, we have one specific one that comes and sits in our trees. We have quite a busy garden and comes and sits there. We know he's there because the birds in the area all go crazy. That's and then it. you look out and there he's sitting and we take pictures out the windows. Mm. But are they on the decline, Brandon? Certain species are, mm. um, but you take what urban owls, which is mostly what we get, which is your, your spotted eagle owl, your barn owl, and your marsh owls. Marsh owls are, are getting, going to be threatened. Um, you know, they, it's just the time of the night that they hunt, where they hunt, they hunt on the side of the roads. So, oh, um, they become roadkill. And mm. the areas that they hunt, where they are, so they always find in like Mapumalanga, you know, majority mm. of our marsh owls in Mapumalanga. Unfortunately, you've got all the mines there, and those mine trucks are running 24 hours. Oh, okay. So they decimate the owl population. Oh. Mm. Our other owls, which are spotted eagles and barn owls, um, their populations are doing quite well, but the mortality rate is exceptionally high. You always see these dead owls on the road. Mm. Um, but I mean, like I said, we've got we've got many owls making use of owl boxes. It's a nice, safe, yes. secure area yes. for them. Uh, barn owls, and also a lot of people are, are, are we're educating people about barn owls. Now. So when people when owls move into people's properties, um, a lot of people say okay, it's it's actually not such a scary bird. Um, so mm. we're going to keep your rat population. It's going to bring you good luck, and it's going to bring you luck. And so 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 that there. worldwide barn owl numbers are are declining. Um, but but the six years that we've been in Gauteng and that I've seen an increase in the barn owl oh, population. That's yeah. good news. So in some areas it might be going down, but in Gauteng definitely. But yes. they don't sort of have any natural predators, owls. I mean, nothing really hunts them. It's besides besides other owls, yeah. Oh um, really? In, in, not in urban areas. Um, mm-hmm. um, no, they don't. Their 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 goodies are cars. The biggest thing is okay. cars, uh, and fencing, humans. and 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 obviously rat poison and and humans. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's an important yes. thing. People poisoning rats and poisoning pigeons. Which then affects the owls. Yeah, that's what we say. There's no such thing as rat poison. It's, it's poison. Poison doesn't discriminate. Poison mm. kills everything. And um, um, unfortunately, owls like rats, and rats like to eat poison. And if so, there's so. a sickly rat or a rat that is already dead, would the owl go for it? I mean, if yes, it would eat it. It will. Mm. And you see, with the new type of poisons, um, it's a multi-feed poison. You see, mm. so the rat doesn't eat it and die straight away. He he eats it from three four times before he dies. So that rat's okay. running around three four days with poison in his body. Right. So if you mm-hmm. let's say a barn our family lives in a in a workshop, yes, his primary food source is the rats that live in that workshop. Yes, yeah. all those po- all those rats are not getting poisoned, mm. and uh, he's eating all those those poison rats. And does it kill him? Does it kill him or make him sick? Or? Yeah, no, it kills him. It I kills mean, him. It kills him. You know, I suppose just, it's not a pleasant death. I suppose it's painful. Yeah. No, most of them are anti-oxidants. If it's, oh. and it's, they bleed to death. They yeah. bleed out. Yeah, they, yes. They bleed out. Yeah. 
Oh, so I mean, the the rat poison. Humans also was talking about the fear. Do they do they still? I mean, I heard of a case a couple of months ago where these kids shot the owl with with a what do you BB call one of those BB guns? Yes. You know, the, the thing is with owls is that they. That's why they. That's why we look after owls. They, it's an urban raptor, and they're mm. so easily accessible because you know you're not going to get a fish eagle moving into your roof or a battelier or a marsh sure, eagle, but sure. an owl is going to come and stay will. there. You see, and his babies are there, so it's easy to climb up in the roof and, 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 and get access to these birds. Um, we put up owl boxes, and if you can climb a tree, you can get up to them. But if they don't use the owl box, they're going to use your gutter or they're going to just, you know, They'll come breeding season. I nice. have to lay my eggs somewhere, so I'm going to find the best spot. So. But now someone like me, I would love to have more owls in my garden. Mm. You're talking about the owl boxes. Tell us about that. Well, what we do is we install. I mean, there's, you can buy an owl box at most nurseries. You can get an owl box. But Specifically for spotted eels, which is like I said, which is very common in in in, in suburbs in, in in South Africa, put up a box. It's a mm. nice safe breeding spot for them for yes. them for them to breed in. Yeah, because otherwise spotted eels usually would nest on a on a on a cliff face, or if they don't, we find them nesting on somebody's driveway. They'll literally oh, lay their eggs goodness. on a sand driveway. They'll they'll lay their really? eggs there yeah, if they don't have. If but if you were to put up an owl box, there's no guarantee an owl's going to move. No, away. no, no, because you must remember the owls are still territorial. Okay. Um, so their territories. It's X amount. So if, mm. if a whole lot of houses put owl boxes up, one it's or two of you are going to get owls, but the oh, other okay. ten so not going to get. It's not a case of build so it, it will come. No, no, it's, a, it's sort of luck of the draw. Yeah. But it also, is. I wonder if what other birds ever move in there. <laughs> we have Egyptian geese love them. Oh, oh right. And uh, um, a few other birds. So you'll get some. We have crows in the nest. No, people. Okay. Some people don't like crows. So if no. I get one, it's not a guarantee that I'm going to have an owl family. No, there's no guarantee there. on it. No, but, but um, are the odds good? But it's a nice. The odds are good. The education is great because yes. people I put up an owl box. Everybody comes and what's it? That's for the owls, and then you you're just more uh, you know you're more aware of what's what's happening. Yes. You know, so when you're going to see, you know, there's all things. People say, oh, you know, I saw an owl in the road and I saw it and I don't like owls, so I, you know, I drove and I tried to get it. We hear that story all the time, you know, and people with kids with pelicans, but a kid with pelican will shoot any, any, any bird, not necessarily an owl. That's true. So, but if people are going to go and spend the money on an owl box, they're not going to go and try and drive over an owl then. So, Mm. so it's, there's a lot of education in it as well. Is it, is it a specific box or can anybody, I mean, if you're living out in the rural area or whatever, can you make your own? Yes. I mean, effectively, it's just a, it's just a box. It's, it's a just box. a safe thing that's up upstairs. Do you, you put know, it up high? In a yeah, tree? the higher they go, the more success you got. But don't go too high because, especially with that owl species, they jump out. The babies jump out. Oh, yeah, you So if you if you're 20 meters up a tree, chances are the owl's going to hurt himself when it jumps mm. out. So like six, seven meter mark is is, is ideal. What is the lifespan of these owls that live in our urban area? Well, you take a spotted eagle owl in the wild should live to about 15 years. Um, mm. but in urban areas, it's about two, three years because uh, they what? don't, well, it is that way because so I always, I, I gauge it on, on people phone us. They're so excited. Owls are moving into the owl box and usually within two, three seasons, the owls are, the owls are gone. And Why that's is that? cars. The biggest cars thing is again. cars, mm. electric fences. They don't see, you must remember when oh, they hunt right. at night, they're hunting at night and a lot of their hunting is on, on, on hearing. It's not yes, on sight. Yes. So they, they hear a, a rat or a mouse or a snake. So they fly for it, but if there's a if there's electric a if there's electric we've got strand electric of wire, everywhere. they fly straight into it, and that yeah. would kill them as well. Well, they break their wings off, and then they'll go oh. sit somewhere, and if nobody finds them, and ninety nine percent of them are not never found, they'll just they'll just die. Yeah. So so you that is what owl rescue does. We go out and rescue. You owls. go out and rescue yeah, exactly. owls. Yeah. How many do you have at the moment? We don't keep owls. That's you don't not, that's keep not, them. No, what we do is we 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 
We go out, we do the education, like I was explaining to you, with, with people, owls moving into people's houses. Yes. Factories, they love, especially barn owls, love moving into factories. Oh, and okay. obviously because of the superstition there, people phone us and say, listen, my factory staff don't want to come to work because mm-hmm. there's owls in there. So we just come, we just do a bit of education, and then we'll put up an owl box so that the owls are now safe to, and, and then and explain to them that they're yet to keep care of the rats and the owl poses no threat to you. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what we do most of our time. So it's, it's basically, when I say relocate, you're basically moving the owl a few meters or to a tree outside or to a neighbor's property. We don't like to take owls away out of their territory because that is okay. their territory. So you simply would relocate just Relocate them to, to or hopefully educate the people educate to let them, them. stay. Um, most of the time, the education works. Sometimes they just go, "Sorry, they just sorry, that's not going to work." Then you just go speak to the neighbours, and, and 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 I've never not found a neighbour that didn't want owls no, in their property. Absolutely, yes. So you take a box, put it up in a tree or a building, move the babies, put them in the box, and within two three hours, the the mom and dad are in in the box. Yeah. Mm. We just monitor for the next few days to make sure that they've been fed. And yeah, we go and, to the next and one. And that's now. where they are. That's do you ever do. have to sort of deal with injured owls, and you have to sort of bring we, them back to health? Yeah, we we do we do we work with a lot of other rehab centres as well. Okay. So if we get too many injured owls, then they do help. We, we've got some really good vets that we work with as well. So um, okay, yeah. should let's say you find an owl that is injured, should you approach it? Do they bite? What is the mostly if an injured owl, he generally feels relatively sorry for himself. So you can just go and you know pick him up, put a blanket to, just put a towel over him, mm-hmm. and put him in a dark box, and then and then no no interaction with the owl because people okay. always think that the owl. If you find an injured owl, he's lying down and he's not saying anything, and then people say, "Oh, I'm going to keep him as a pet." So oh, that's no. the that's the worst. We, you get a lot of those that. Harry Potter did that for us, unfortunately. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. People wanted them as people pets. People want yes. and every single day. You will get between five and ten emails, phone calls. Where can I buy an owl from? Where can I get an owl? And then we'll explain what? to them why it's a bad reason. And then like, okay, well, you don't sell owls. Where can I go buy an owl oh. from then? Yeah. And is that a problem, Brendan? Do you have well, people that are breeding what? them as pets for no, pets? What they do, they don't breed them. They steal them out of the, out of nests. Oh, no. So oh. they take them as babies and then they sell them on the side of the road and um, or, or on OLX or Gumtree. You'll you will see the ads. Serious. And they sell them for between 300 and 800 rand an owl. People buy them because they say, how cool is it to own an to owl? To own an owl. And then, you know, the reality sets in that this thing, it's got to be fed, you know, it's got to be fed. It can't be fed any beef products, nothing from a cow. So it's mm. got to be fed mice or chicken or insects. And then you keep it for three months and then it's not a, it's not a pet. It's not a domestic animal. It no. smells bad. If it gets an opportunity, it's going to claw, you know, it, it, it's, it's a wild animal. Mm, sure. So, um, yeah, then people, they say, okay, then they come to us with this half tame owl. Oh. And then you have to, to release this owl, yeah. So it's 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 a bit of a it's not fair for the owl because um it's now not so scared of humans, which is always a bad thing. Yes, to, to, yes. To so owls are strictly meat eaters, no strictly. no fruits, no seeds, no 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 seeds. But I, I do get that quite often. I've tried bird seed. We had one the other day, actually a f- funny story. Um, a lady phoned me and she said she bought an owl. This was on Sunday night. Mistake number one. She found me at 10 o'clock and uh, she bought an owl and, uh, outside the police station. The guy was standing at the gate of the police station. He had five barn owls and she bought this owl and she said, and I said, okay, now, now is it a baby owl? No, I'm not quite sure. It was the smallest one of the lot. I said, did you feed it? I gave it bird seed, oh. but she says, no, 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 but it didn't eat the bird seed. So I Googled it and, um, I said, it eats chicken. So I went out on Gumtree. I bought a baby chicken and <gasps> it ate the chicken. I gave it a live chicken, which is legal. You're not allowed to do that. Gave oh, it the live chicken and it ate the chicken. So she says, I said, okay, but now you need a barn owl, will, especially a juvenile, will eat about five chickens a night. So you need to go buy, buy more. She goes, that's a bit of a problem because this owl's obviously it's costing, it's costing yeah. me money, you see. Mm. So then she finds me back about probably about 20 minutes later and she goes, no, you really, really need to come and take this owl away. 
So I said, she says it smells really bad, so, and I don't like it. So I go, why? Then obviously trying to explain, I was on mm-hmm. evil, and she goes, no, it, it ate my parakeet. Oh, <laughs> oh no! So then, how did it eat your parakeet? No, well, she I don't know the same case. Yeah, I know where to keep it, so I put it in the same enclosure with the oh, parakeet. No. It was a funny story. I mean, the poor parakeet. She's all, that, all that's left is the two feet of the parakeet. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, so, it's sad, but it's funny. It is funny. But it happens all the time, though. Yeah, that that is what happens. Though. People get owls and they'll they'll feed them husky dog food or mince and 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 nothing from a cow. Owls owls don't eat anything from a cow. There's no calcium in it. It's it's, it's, not, yes, it's not good for yes. the kills and, them, yeah. and as you say, they they eat live food when they're hunting naturally, food, but it's yeah. illegal. Yeah. for oh, us to why feed is that? live I, food. I mean, is it only illegal to feed an owl live food? Because when you feed snakes and stuff, don't no, you no, it's, also, it's illegal. It's, it's illegal to feed any live, what? even a cricket. You can't even feed a cricket to a iguana. It's illegal. Well, nothing. I wonder nothing why that is. is it? I didn't because know that. remember, these, these aren't wild animals. So that you know, in the wild, an, an animal would, let's say, for instance, an owl. An owl in the wild will know how to. Kill a, 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 a rat very within quick a and you mainly, yes. But if you keep a tame oh. owl and you feed him mince, 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 and then you go oh. give him a live rat, he he doesn't know which side of the rat he should be biting, and and obviously so the rat rat's the, gonna die with pain. Uh, yeah. the, the rat's gonna die a nasty death. Yeah. Yes. And that's, but it's it's no. it's right through up to years ago. People used to feed donkeys in the lion box. You used to go and they used to drop off a live oh. donkey and then watch the lions. These weren't wild lions, you know. And then the donkey. It's amazing what amuses but human that, beings. In the seventies, eighties, <laughs> that's what people used to. Do. So they obviously just put blanket ban no. No, no, like you. And uh, you were saying earlier there was, I read in the in the paper that there were uh, organisations yeah. trying to get owls into um, areas like Alexandria and yeah. Soweto. And is that a good idea? Does it help the community, or mm, not are they there to? Is that to reduce the rat population? Yeah, the idea is great. You can release owls there, but unfortunately, you're releasing owls into an area where people generally don't like owls. Mm. So you can go there and you can do education to a few of the school kids and a few of the schools, but you're not getting to the, the, the majority yes, of the people. Yes. And uh, we often get called out to, to areas like that to go and fetch owls. And a lot of the time, if they're not, if they're not killing the owls, they, they're selling the owls. You must understand, a barn owl can have up to 10 babies at a time. If you can get 500 rand a barn owl, there's 5,000 rand. It's quite a lucrative mm, market mm. there. So, it's not in the best interest of the owl. Um, and, and obviously the, the, the anthropology side is it'd rather educate the people. We're not there yet. It's, it's, it's just not, not, it's not. Yes, it's, it's not a good idea. But I was seeing that you've got this wonderful lodge, bush chalets that you've actually put up. Tell us about that. Well, what we do is we've obviously been running for a few years. So we've always tried to fund what we do. And mm. you, you go out and you ask corporates for donations and, and then they, uh, it's, what are you going to use the money for? Right, so we start going, right. so we stopped asking for money. Then we asked for building materials. Rather give us, you know, our, our boxes are made out of wood. So if you've got any old pallets or building material, we can use that. And that's, that, that's also a little bit difficult, you see. So we thought we, we have to, we have to fund it ourselves. Yes. So we, we acquired this property. It's a bush lodge. Uh, it's got some chalets and some tented camps. So people come stay there and we do education on owls and we do education on snakes. Um, we've got the vultures living on the top of the oh, property. Oh, wonderful. We 600 Cape vultures there. So we do, um, we do hikes against the vultures. 600 Cape vultures. Yeah, 600 oh. Cape oh, vultures. Yeah. Because they're also endangered, aren't they? Seriously. Very endangered. Very endangered, yeah. Very yeah. Endangered, yeah. Gosh. So, um, I think we should just dress, uh, address the loud noise we're all hearing. Um, yes. th- they're doing some drilling on our roof. So if you're hearing a loud noise, oh, that's what it's it is. on the roof. Don't I was wondering where it was <laughs> coming from. I know. Yeah, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. <laughs> But I, I also see you have all these wonderful things, you know, that people can get involved. I mean, obviously, you also don't get funding from government, so you rely on 
the yeah, public you, to help. Yeah, and you do. Events. We do get donations every now and again. We do. Yes. And, and most of our donations goes to fuel. Our fuel, our diesel bill is extremely high I'm because sure. we drive yeah. these two old Land Rovers all day long. Mm. So, so that's always nice. But building materials, if people got wood and that, oh, they were always that's welcome to you, That's what you But need. the large people are welcome to come stay. They can join up I see you offer like mm. a membership thing. Yes. People can join. Then once yes, yeah. Then you, you join up. Then you get free, you get free accommodation mm-hmm. and, um, and, and it's, that's it's really awesome. in the, sort of it's a really remote bush lodge. There's a lot of wildlife there. People come there just to. Um, but no, what do the volunteers actually do? Should someone volunteer at the lodge, what are they going to do? Like we've got lots of jobs for them to mm. do. You know? But when I say it's a little bit of work, but a lot of um, a lot of other things. It's hiking. Mm. We, we we work with a lot of other experts as well on snakes and that. So we go out looking mm. for snakes. We've got a bat cave there, so we go look for identify bats, and we obviously go look for owls. Mm. Um, and then work building enclosures, building owl boxes. Uh, we do the catch and release rat traps, so people can. Okay. You know, help us with that. So, um, but then there's a lot of fun as well. We've got a heated, huge heated swimming pool. So, and it's, it's very social. Like, so, I mean, I was looking here. I think the membership is 200 rand a month. Or it's, two, it's 250 rand a month. 250 yeah. or 24. I don't know if that's changed, which includes monthly events, hikes, uh, to observe a vulture colony, nighttime safari walks, bird talks, Reptile shows, and this is a lot of fun for, for, mm. I mean, I think it would be great instead of your, your child. Mm. Uh, do you take teenagers? Can teenagers come We get a lot of, about, like biology classes. Yes. Yeah. Last weekend we had, um, 42 of the, the scouts that came and, and stayed there and they came and helped us build a donkey to, mm. a fire donkey to heat up the showers. And, and, and it's just practical things that we, we, yeah, because we get so to many do. Young. Teenagers, you know, and, and parents don't know what to do with their kids during mm. school holidays. That's right. Yeah. How wonderful. It's very affordable. It I mean, it's, it's very, very cheap. And we've got a huge mm. uh, um, a bush camp that they can stay in that accommodates up to 60 people on, on that side. Yes. It's, you know, they, they love it. Yeah. It's Where just is to, to get this, to Brandon? It's eight kilometers from Harpiesport Dam. Oh, it's a lovely the, area too. Road, yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a lovely area. No, absolutely. I, I think it's it's a great idea to. I think it'll also help to get your children to understand the animal kingdom and to form that passion that we've seen so many of our guests. They they it all stemmed from somewhere. Yeah, in their life. it started somewhere. It started somewhere. But you seem very optimistic about the state of owls in South Africa. You don't seem concerned. There is no. Is there a crisis regarding our owls? No, I, I don't. Like I said, the, the, I, you know. It, it is what it is. Owls are always going to get killed on the roads. We're not going to change it. So we just got to mm. edge it. But once people love owls, then they're not going to, you know, then they're mm. going to be a little bit more wary to slow mm. down and, 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 and not, you know, not injure owls. Mm. But no, I don't think it's a, it's a reason for concern. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think other raptors are under way more stress than what, what owls than are. Than the owls are. So, yeah. Such as what? Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Like what other raptors? Well, are? I mean, you take, for instance, like crowned eagles, you oh, know. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's their, their habitat is, their habitat has been destroyed. Mm. And that's because their territories are so huge and okay. you destroy their habitat. Um, those birds, you know, I've, got, I've got bigger strain. Spotted eagle owls. We got a road in, in Bryanston where in, in, in one road we got four breeding pairs of spotted eagle owls. Really? Okay. In a, literally that is two, good news. Literally two kilometer road, yeah. Mm. Majority of our spotted eagle eyes, and I mean, it's hundreds of breeding pairs are in the Santon Bryanson area. So, mm. no, their, their population that is, is very, is very good, good news. And I because I understand we are yes. dealing with mostly urban owls. Yes. Your other owls, obviously, like your grass owls, your pals fishing owls, um, their territory is, is obviously is under stress for, for, for as, as farmland encroaches on their property. Mm. It, it mm. is under, they, they would be more, a bit more yes. under stress. Yeah. It's also in the wild, we were talking about keeping down the rodent population. It's also, I think a lot of people are more scared of snakes than they are of mm. owls. And owls also 
keep down the snake population. Is that not? Yeah, an owl. True? You know, if you see a little snake there, you'll definitely. Yes. I mean, we see the owls will take a snake for sure. I mean, right. I will take if it if it's smaller than them, I can overpower it and I can eat it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take they it. Can take but obviously, it. if um, snakes, we need though. So you know, it's not. I don't promote. I don't, I don't no. encourage owls no. to eat snakes no. at all. No, no, no. sure. But I th- the other thing that you do with these owl-friendly rat traps, instead of using poison, which is going to kill everything. Yeah, see, even with people with the owls, I mean, owls are pretty tough birds. I mean, they're dinosaurs. So, I mean, he doesn't mm. eat one poison rat. He has to eat 30, 40, 50 poison rats to die. But if their dog eats that poison rat... Sure. You're in yeah, for a 6,000 rand vessel, and that's if the dog survives. Mm. Or the kids. Or your cat, um, yes. And, and, and those little bait stations that you see everywhere, mm. I mean, it's, 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 you kill everything. It's not only, you're killing all the local wildlife, all the little mongooses, yes. everything that eats a rat, your snakes, um, are all gonna die from it. Yeah. I'm not, I know we, we're running out of time, but I have to ask this quickly. I've seen a product, I'm not gonna mention the name, yeah. advertised as saying that it's owl friendly, that it's, it's a rat poison, Yes. But it doesn't harm any other animals. I won't say the True product. True or false? But it, does it start with the R? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. No, it's false. It's a multi-meat. It's a multi-feed poison. So instead of a poison like two-step, which is aldicarb, which is like you eat it, you die. Right. Um, this product is, is, it's a multi-feed. So it's just a lower, it's a lower dosage. Ah. So you've got to eat more of it. You've got to eat more of the product oh, before you, you, before, before so, but you, it will still affect out. It, it does kill rats, granted, yes. it does. Um, but it, it also kills anything that eats anything it. Anything that eats yeah. it. Now, poison is, 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 is poison. We've, we've been fighting the with the manufacturers of those poisons for, for years, but it's a, it's a billion dollar industry, so yeah. Yeah, sure. Brandon, before we run out of time, how can people get involved? Have you got a website address? How can they volunteer or come and stay at your wonderful lodge? Well, we're on, I think most of your, your listeners are on mm. Facebook, so they can just Google Al Rescue Center. We're on Facebook. And you're on Twitter. I was very yes, impressed. Yes. Twitter, at Al Rescue. Hey? At Al Rescue. Um, so they can just send us a message and come and come and visit us. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, wonderful. Before we let everyone go, uh, we must announce the winner of our competition. And I'm proud to say that it's someone who said they love animal control. Yes, yes. Uh, so Sharon, do you want to announce the winner? Yes, uh, this is Parbashni, who is, it was, uh, Subramani. She is actually in, I'm looking at this address, Najina. I'm not sure where that is. I haven't heard of that subject. But well done, Parbashni. You have won this awesome cell phone. Yeah, Samsung Thank S4. you for liking Animal Central. The I told Samsung you, if you said that show, you had more Yeah, you see, and there you go. She's got it. So what does she do from here? Is somebody going to get hold of yes, her? Yes, no. Uh, Dari has got all her details. That's our content manager, and they will send it through to her. Oh, and yeah, we're running out of time, but we've got this question now. Yeah. How do owls relocate? How do you relocate owls in the event of a bushfire? Well, you've got to get them. You've got to get that phone call. And we do get a lot of phone calls. People say there's a fire. I've got grass owls. I've got marsh owls. These are owls that nest on the ground. Um, get, especially with, I mean, an adult owls is going to fly away. Yes. But juvenile owls, obviously, they can't fly away. You've got to get out there and go and look and for the nest and, and go them. and find them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we Andy, we had a few more go. Another question, but we've run out of yeah, time. Brandon, thank you so much for, for being with us. Next week, we're back on reptiles, which mm-hmm. is going to be very interesting. I hope we're going to get some in. Yes, we are. We definitely awesome. are going to have some reptiles. So until we're back next week, give all your dogs, cats, and other animals big hugs from us. Bye for now.